Hello everybody and welcome to No Time to Grind, it's the podcast for the busy gamer. And, as always, I've only found one legendary weapon, and it's the worst of all! It's Michael, and joining me, he's decided side quests were more important than the main plot, Matt? I probably, I feel like I could have finished by now, but I wanted to find all of the Typhon logs, and even even with, like, the amount of time, it's taken too long. <laughs> it is a beautiful robot with a beautiful spider and a beautiful voice. They are Adrian. If any of you kill my baby boy, I will kill you. And if you haven't guessed yet by either the title or our little clever intro there, the game for the Fortnite has been the brand spanking new Borderlands 3. Uh, we waited for this day to come. We played Borderlands 1, 2, some of us played pre-sequel. And it finally arrived, Borderlands 3. I tell you what, I wasn't I wasn't hyped. I was happy that the series was back. I wasn't hyped. Uh, but picking it back up this fortnight, mwah. That's the perfect <laughs> way to describe it. Like, I wasn't hyped. I wasn't going to get it day one. But I was like, oh, I'm glad they're actually doing that. Um, oh, I can't wait to get around to it. I can't wait to wrap up some stories or, you know, hear more about this or that. Now, the story to me has always been secondary in Borderlands. We know what it's all about. It's about the shoot and the loot. That is the, that is the, the, the gameplay loop, and it is beautiful, and it works, and it's, it's back for Borderlands 3. What can I say? It's back. It, you, have you played Borderlands before? You've played Borderlands 3. Congratulations. <laughs> but I feel like you've probably played a lesser Borderlands, because Borderlands three, I it's hard to compare to two's like end game. The start of Borderlands three is way better than the start of Borderlands two. Start of Borderlands two is a slog, and I tried to play Borderlands two a bit um, because it was on PS Plus, uh, and no, I I got stuck at like level ten because it just nothing was happening, nothing was going. I got sick of it. I was trying. I just I feel like I wasn't leveling enough. Uh, then Borderlands One and pre sequel. I'm afraid if they have a special place in your heart, that's fine. They're wonderful, charming games. Not as good as Borderlands Three, though. I'm sorry, or or two. I'm not saying that either three or two is better than the other. I'm just saying this is probably the best one to get into today. And that's that's interesting to bring up because I've got a point later about the trilogy now of Borderlands. But first, we've got to talk about what it's like as in the grind perspective and how did you guys find it? I find it slightly unrewarding in the sense of that uh, it, is, it is a little bit grindy. I was trying to do all the side quests to try and get as much experience as I could kill as many baddies as I could because the gameplay is good. You get rewarded with gameplay, which is always nice. That's how you want to be rewarded. But when you, you your final bit of reward in an RPG is to be rewarded with experience and skill points. And I've, I would have to double check the other ones because, Matt, you said that Borderlands 2, much more of a slog. But this felt like I wasn't getting... I wasn't getting good skills. It was like, oh, yeah, I'll just slap another skill point on. If I run faster, I get 3% more weapon damage. And it felt 
Like I wasn't getting in, I could see down the tree that there was good stuff to come, but it was taking ages. And I was like, oh boy, what am I going to spend this one on? Because you don't want to spread yourself too th- thin across all three trees, even though that seems more viable than it used to be. It's just, uh, it just wasn't scratching the itch. It's like, I want skills. Give me the skills. Yeah, I think I agree. I, from what I can tell, their ultimates aren't as good as before. Like, for two, all the other skills were, like, eh. But then you had that ultimate ability, you know. For Zero, you turned invisible. For Maya, you did the phase lock. And you did this one moment of awesome. You drop a turret, something like that. That kind of changes it. Whereas for... I was Flak, and my partner was Mose. Um, And that is... I could have been Adrian saying that because he was Flack and his partner was Mose. So can you testify that one, Mose's tank doesn't do as much damage as a like tank should when you mm. think of a tank, like a mech, a Titanfall yes. coming out. And then it, oh yeah, this is slightly better than my gun. In fact, I remember at one point during the gameplay loop, my wife's guns were better than the tank. So she was like, I'm not going to summon it because it's... Like, less deeps, you know? I ne- <laughs> um, and then for Flack, I didn't do... The, the most that I did was... Um, God, I can't even remember their name. My birds. I'd send out my birds. And I would only send them out for heals, not for damage. Um, because invisibility... Yeah, that's, I've been zero before. Um, and, like, it, they just... None of them seem to be as good. The, yeah. the flashiest one is definitely uh, Amara's, because I saw uh, Michael's partner chucking that out, and I'm going, what the hell? That looks sick. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, you're right. They just they don't have the same, like, flashy, big gameplay impact, especially with uh, the Beastmaster and Moe's. Like, you'd think the tank would come out, like, something compared, compared to Brick from 1, where it's like you would enter your, like, Ray, like your uh, rage mode or whatever, and you would just start pummeling people, and it felt like this is like thirty seconds of like I'm just going to destroy everything. That's what I was expecting from the tank, from the the, the Titanfall, basically. Um, and it was just like it pops out, and it was like ten. This is really short. Like it went away very quickly, and it did come back quickly, but it just didn't have the same like impact. It was almost like yeah, it just wasn't doing enough. And even when we got the, I don't know what skill tree you went down. But um, my partner got the one where you can jump on the mount. So I would like hop on the turret at the back and just like start shooting things. And I would feel like it's doing nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. there's two of us on one thing. It should be absolutely destroying. Yeah. But 100%. 100%. And yeah, like I-, I like that they're changing it up. Like adding a, adding like a beast master kind of thing was, was cool. Um, I don't know what um, the other guy was like. I can't remember his name. Zane or Zone. <laughs> Yeah, I was playing as uh, his name is Zane Flint. Okay, um, his brothers have been villains in previous games. Oh, okay. Have been like bosses. There's like Captain Flint, I think, is one of them. Uh, anyway, he is. Uh, his very much feels like there is no super, and I think almost the game is even admitting that, where his skills are treated more like gadgets. So he has the Digiclone, he can have a barrier, or you can have the Sentinel drone, which is similar to a character in pre-sequel, 
but that was kind of his main thing. Whereas Flint, you can the good thing is you can have two at once, but then it's then the game is basically saying you sacrifice your grenades, you get two of your skills. They they treat the skills like a grenade. So I'd be like, pop down my clone, out goes the drone, mess around with them, get the kills, cool down, and then also his whole thing. A lot of it is is built around getting his skills back even quicker, and so it doesn't feel it doesn't feel flashy anymore. They just feel like tools. There is no ultimate for him, which is yeah, it's a bit disappointing because it's like you think of Gunzerker or those other great ones, and you're like, okay, well, I just got like I got these gadgets, and so there's never that crescendo in battle. Yeah, that's exactly. You're just missing out on that crescendo in in the battle is a way to phrase it. And I think when it comes to leveling, it it it, it reflects it there. Like it, you, you never like when I was looking through my skills, it's like it's all like passive stuff. Like get a crit and you might get some ammo back, or you'll just you just have healing. And it's like okay, that's cool. But I want to like I want it to be like your grenades now do this, and every time you use a grenade, don't no, it's, it's a little more impactful. Even the um the one ability. I got with the Beastmaster, which is like, th- yeah, throws out the he throws out the birds and they attack. It's like you can do that two times really quick and it re- like it felt lower impact, but more often, which didn't quite feel as good because I was forgetting to use it. I was just like, because the gunplay is so fun and the game's based around the gunplay, it'd be like and- shoot, 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 shoot. I'd be like dumping all this ammo and then I'm like, oh, my thing's back. Throw that out twice. Start shooting again and just be like, all right, I'm shooting. And then it'd come back and I'd forget about it. It the leveling. I was thinking about this because I'm like, I feel like Borderlands leveling in general is pretty good. Like the idea of like lower amounts of levels, like you, you get to like level 30, 40, 50, uh, but you have like the incrementation feels smaller is what I'm trying to say. Like you get to level one, two, three, four, five, six really quick and you can start spending points and that's what's fun. But they do feel like they're less impactful than than previous games. Yeah, I feel like before it would be like, um, you know, you put five out of five skills in this thing, you'd end up with a hundred and twenty percent chance to do a crit. Yeah. Whereas now it's like once you get five out of five, you get a class mod, so it's six out of five, and it, and then it comes up with your uh, plus thirty eight percent chance. It, it feels a lot less impactful. And but I just want to say for me, like this is all um like pa- parable, parable. I don't know. Hyperbole? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the expression that I'm going for, but basically I haven't run the numbers, but this is... It's the a, feel. It's the game it's, feel. It's the feel from playing. Like, I have played Borderlands 2 uh, recent enough in my mind to go, hey, this like this is way off. Like if, if I was to take it from back when I did play, you know, years ago when Borderlands 2 came out, um, then I, it would be even worse. I'd be like a zero, zero. Oh, he's a god. He can kill anything. He like, and I am a god because of that. Whereas now it's like, yeah, Flack. He they are pretty good, and they can do a lot of damage, but hmm, they're no zero. Like, and I think this was it, like it was even more illustrated to me while trying to go through skill trees in like. Local co-op. So it's a, it's a co-op shooter. There is local co-op in the game. I'll move on to more on it in a second. But while in local co-op, you very much don't want to sit in the trees reading about these minimal impacts that you're going to get. 
Yeah. So I'm just know. like, ah, that one, and then and feel like it made no difference. On that note, on a side bit, did was the text just way too small for you guys to read on the split screen? I have a fairly big TV, oh, yeah. and I was still like squinting, had to walk up to it to read anything. <laughs> so like, let's move I, on to this point. I, I didn't have to. I was going to say, should we save that for later? Because that's not a grind, but it is a gripe with the game. Yeah, yeah. I will say that it is a grind. Because, yeah. like, from the perspective of as a busy gamer, and as a busy gamer, I think that a lot of our time is dedicated to playing games either in a party atmosphere or in a cooperative sense. We don't, really, we, we don't have the time anymore to sit down and play games as a solo person, sink all those hours into, like, a Witcher 3. I don't have time for that anymore. I want to pick up, I want to play some split screen, and it's shit. Okay, we'll, we'll cover it more later, but oh, well, I just want to put angry. that there now. There are so many problems that we'll go over soon, but as it currently stands, I think that that was definitely a problem when yeah. it came to the actual grind of it. You're absolutely right, because this is a podcast for the busy gamer. This is kind of this part, right before inventory management, we say that it is the time for the busy gamers to leave, and it is important. You're right. Uh, either wait for a patch, or maybe if you've got a PS Pro or uh xbox one x maybe that'll be better but it is not good at present it's not unplayable it's just terrible split screen yeah, yeah. if you're a busy rich gamer then you get the pro it's good <laughs> but that's um now i've picked up 19 out of 18 guns i gotta go in there i gotta figure out what to do let's go into adventure management yeah <laughs> beautiful Oh, now, drop any whites and greens you have. Just drop them. <laughs> Don't even look at the stats. Just drop them on the floor. No, I just fast travel to, like, Marcus's vending machine and just set, go score, sell. Like, sell the lower scores. Um, but for the highest scores, we have <coughs> Half-Life 2, Tony Hawk's Underground 2, Deadly Premonition. Boom. Those are the next three episodes coming up. So they are. They are some... They, these are some legendary games. I, I I don't I can't vouch for Deadly Premonition, but if these games were loot in Borderlands Three, you you have at least two oranges here. It's pretty good. I do love Half Life Two, and I'm eager to play it again. And I would like to do it through synergy with you boys, keep this party game atmosphere going. But uh, is it for a busy gamer? That's a good question. I've never really thought about it because I've always just. I mean, I only ever played it when I wasn't a busy gamer, so it'll be interesting to try and play it now as an and as an adult busy gamer. <laughs> I've never played Half-Life 2. Uh, apparently, I am uh, like a walking sin for having never done that. Correct. <laughs> so I am looking forward to it. I have mixed emotions about Half-Life. I currently... Am I... Maybe, like, maybe this is the challenge for me. Will I understand why this is one of the greatest PC games of all time? Because I currently don't understand why Half-Life gets that accolade. Do you like like in a game when you can pick something up and it acts as if it's like real, like physics and all that? (laughs) Do you enjoy that? Like, if, if you were playing Borderlands 3 yeah. and you could pick up rocks and stuff and just play with them, would that be mm. an enhancement to the game to you? <laughs> I guess maybe, yeah. But I know I know why Gary's mod is good fun, but why Half-Life? Okay, Gary, Gary, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see in we'll the see. next Fortnite we'll be playing Half-Life 2. Uh, 
if you want to make sure to catch that one, you got to subscribe to us. We're on iTunes, Spotify, uh, not SoundCloud, so let's not go there. Uh, literally every podcast app. We've we've hit the point where we're on all of the non-gated ones, the ones that the community asked for, which is good because I'm glad. Because speaking of community, Borderlands 3 is a community, like one of our fans asked for us to play it. Same with Deadly Premonition. So it's wonderful that you guys are asking. Wonderful that you guys have us on a lot of things. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, just search No Time to Grind Podcast and you'll find us. And share, rate, subscribe, and all of those wonderful things that you've heard before. <laughs> now, as we slowly back out of our inventory management, do we want to talk about why it's so slow? <laughs> why? Well, we don't know why. Why Borderlands is... Runs uh... <laughs> really... Slow. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I just went into my echo menu. While sorry, we were on split screen. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, that was my bad. You know, that's what they actually said. The team at Gearbox are aware that split screen in Borderlands Three is no good. They are aware. They put out a statement. They said we recommend not going into your inventory during any battles. Like, do everything you need to in advance. It's like, yeah, we like to do that anyway, but still. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, even when you're outside of battle, it's not good. They, they, yeah, you just pull, you just pull. It pauses the game. There's been moments I've gone, oh, my game has crashed and soon my PlayStation will ta- take me back to the home menu. No, it's just chugging that hard. And I tell you what, it gets worse because battles, you don't even need to open your Echo menu at one point. I'm at, um, oh, what planet am I at? I'm at the moon of the gas giant at the moment for those playing at home. Uh, and the battles that I've been having, they are enough for the game to go, oh, split screen's not good for me. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was, I killed a badass psycho. At the same time, my wife killed a, another badass of another variety. We killed them at the exact same time. And the game, I think it must have been like the loot generator or something, but it just like was like, whoa, what? is going on and we're back to normal speed okay let's go like what happened so not good not good at all it also has the problem of as you mentioned earlier adrian that the text is impossibly small Mm. even even solo it's tiny but you split that and i had to go into the options and crank up like the user interface, like, scale, so I could at least see the subtitles on, (laughs) like, conversations. But that didn't do anything about the text around the HUD. So, like, trying to track a quest is, like, kill a hat with a daisy. Okay. No, that can't (laughs) be right. (laughs) It's just they've put no thought into like quality assurance when it comes to the split screen it's the same control the same with reading the um like weapon stats it's like you look at it and then the the actual box will like show up above outside of your screen you're like uh i look i have to have to and then you look up and then you're off the 
off the top of the like the coloured line and then it's gone. It's like I want to know what I'm looking at. Yeah, Have and the person noticed- in the screen below, their, yes. their gun yes. cards are up in your screen. Yes, they <laughs> are. It's ridiculous. You're like, I can't see because you've got your gun info here. At least you can read it though, so that's good. <laughs> you know what could fix this? Perhaps they could look at the game they just, you know, to- they just polished it up. You know, for PlayStation 4 with a handsome Jack collection. That probably even exists. I need to confirm this, but uh, it might even exist in the game, the year edition of the original Borderlands, and that is vertical split screen. Widescreen TVs are no longer designed for horizontal split screen. It's it, too wide. Is there it's, no option? No, it, the option does not exist, but it does exist in the handsome Jack collection for 2 and pre sequel. And they just completely forgot about it for three. Which yeah, would at least that... fix some of the issues. <laughs> that would have fixed everything. Well, not the lag, but it no. would have fixed everything else. It would have fixed all the like the all the design flaws. Not the mechanical flaws, but the design ones. Like you could have had larger text. Hell, why isn't that a thing? Because each person can go into their individual menu, you know. So why isn't it a thing that um you can have one player have their HUD huge. The other person, they've got good eyesight, so they'll shrink it down. They don't need, like... It's limiting itself. Why are you doing this, Gearbox? It seems like all the major issues are just around the UI, which, I mean, it's good that it's all just one thing because I haven't really encountered anything else that's as flawed as the UI. I did have one uh, fast travel that just didn't work, uh, and Michael can attest to that, but... (laughs) Like <laughs> yeah, that was weird. I can let that slide. Like, it's just that might have just been a glitch. That's okay. Oh, I don't know if I'm doing it wrong. My fast travel stations, I only load the first one of the map, and then there's normally one kind of at the end of the map. That last one never never does uh, load for me, and I can never use it. So I just dis- I've googled it. I just assumed that it was a quote unquote feature. And look, I don't know anything like. I will put this on the line. I know it's surprising, but I don't know anything about <laughs> game design. I don't. I'm not a game designer at all. I did one class in uni on game design, and they didn't cover this. But from an outside view, forgive me, Gearbox, if this is uh, insulting, but Borderlands 3 does not look, from the outside, uh, anywhere like... It is not leaps and bounds ahead of Borderlands 2. And yet the engine runs worse. I actually do have to disagree when, like, you compare Claptrap from 2 to Claptrap from 3. Like, it is, it's a whole other level. It's like, wow, there's a lot of, like, in comparison, Borderlands 2, he's a triangle with a circle at the bottom. Like, that's... It, it is it is a lot more detailed. But at but, what cost? Because yeah. I'm not seeing the payoff. All I'm seeing is ridiculous levels of pop-in and terrible slowdown in split-screen. Mm. I think it's harder As, to, to, to discern the, the, the increase in fidelity because of the style. Like, you know, it, it is cartoony. They have put extra detail in if you really look up close, but... Are people doing that? Was it worth the trade-off? 
Is it I maybe just a necessity so. of being a 2019 game? Cell shading and stylized graphics are a way to keep an older engine like viable. And so like games from like the PS2 era that were like cell shaded or hyper stylized stand up better today than those that were trying to go for realistic graphics. So I don't see necessarily why they they they've obviously they've only thought about PC builds and the Pro and the Xbox One X. And it's like of course they're going to you of course you want your game to look as good as it can be, but at least on console for us busy gamers, the majority of your player base are on um, first edition consoles. You know, we're still running mm. on the old gear. That's who you're selling to. You can't you got- sell them a broken product. If you're going to sell for the lowest common denominator, make your game run for the lowest common denominator. Exactly. And, and add options in, like HDR. But I, I do want to take a, a moment to say, like, while all the split-screen stuff is um, disappointingly done, it's very much appreciated that a game in 2019 has even considered it, especially from a AAA studio. Yes. I've had like, my vent now, and Gearbox, I love you. I, <laughs> I just need you to hear, from someone who loves you, I just need you to understand. But I do love you, and thank you for bringing back split-screen two consoles because no one else tries and it's probably because of these reasons but at least you tried so i'm sorry i hurt your feelings but i still love you and i'm still here i'm we can get through this together see that's the thing is it it isn't a deal breaker i'm still playing i'm still loving it i'm gonna be playing afterwards um and it is that brilliant gunplay like the gunplay itself i've only had chug either when one of us opens the menu or uh when there's a lot going on. Yeah, that one time something huge was going on. And I'm tipping that if we were all, if it was just us three and not split screen, or like it would be a lot better because you guys could be in your menu, wouldn't matter. But uh, like Michael said, like, you know, we're busy gamers. We gotta, gotta make time count. I will, like, I wanna, I want to play games with my wife. Why would I not play with this? Uh, oh, it's chuggy now. Great. Um, but the gunplay is solid. Except um, except there's just one gun. Like, I've, I've done all of them. I've done the mallow ones that need charging, which at first you think, oh, that's annoying. But then you're like, actually, this is really powerful. But there's one gun that uh, Michael and I have had trouble with. How, how could you describe this gun, Michael? Um, I would describe it as a... It's like, okay, so imagine you have a sniper rifle, okay. Um, But the sniper rifle is existing on another plane of reality where perhaps (laughs) it's under the forces of a black hole and uh, it's sitting beneath the sniper rifle, that black hole. And so as soon as the bullet, if it can make its way out of the barrel, it is instantly sucked downwards into the black hole and uh, no damage was ever dealt that day. Uh, that's a terrible explanation. But basically, it's a really bad sniper that where the bullet drop is so severe, it has no business having a scope because I cannot hit anything more than 20 in-game metres away. It, I would aim at their head, it would shoot them in the shin. I would aim two people above them, it would graze their toe. Like, 
Where? <laughs> what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> There's nothing you can do. How is it a legendary? <laughs> because we were discussing this, and we think for the most part that the weapons... There's like a order of uh, what brand is it? Uh, so what type is it? What brand is it? And then a randomization of potential like uh, does it have an element? Uh, what percentage can it do if it has like a blade on the end? Is that better melee? But then we were discussing that the legendaries, as far as we can tell, if you find a legendary, someone else has a good chance of finding the exact same one with the exact same stats. They are designed that way. Who designed this? Because Someone I can't who, use it. Someone who has a really long arm that holds the gun higher, obviously. Is yeah, it like you've got one of the Calypso twins? He's got, he's got that really long arm. It's for him. <laughs> <laughs> for the Calypso twin. Yeah, the one with the long it arm. It must be. It must saying. be his gun. And then you've got to be standing on top of a building and you want to be aiming at a person at the foot of the building. But don't, no, don't look down at the person. No, no, no. You want to be aiming, you know, just across the road and they will just, the bullet will just leak out of the end and drop down onto their head for a perfect kill. And I'm sorry I didn't understand that until now. It is actually the best weapon in the game. It's terrible. It's the worst. <laughs> it's actually, the only legendary I have. On that for a moment, on, on weapons and such, um, I don't know why... Why are weapons like level capped one level level out? Like you're level eleven. I got to about level thirteen, and it's like I'm level eleven, and I find this weapon unlocks at level twelve. Why? What's what difference is happening between a level eleven and twelve in a Borderlands game where a one level difference isn't massive? I think it's you need just to lock to it out. You a little bit, you know. I don't. I don't want to. I just want to pick playing. that weapon up and start using it. Delayed gratification. <laughs> yeah. Oh. This is the problem it, it with just this wants current to... generation. Look at him. He wants it immediately. He wants everything now. He can't wait. I'm a, a busy thing. gamer. I might not <laughs> have time to ever reach level 14. That's yeah, why. That's the thing. It's, it. it's designed for you to go to keep going. Like, uh, but, but I'm I've got one. To. I've got Would one you? that's level 30 something. I don't know how. I got a whole bunch of level 30 something loot. And I'm like, I will keep this one because it looks really good. Would you prefer a system where it goes. It's not required, it's recommended. So, you get negatives on the gun if you are (laughs) under-leveled. Yeah, that'd be fine, I guess. So, like, the accuracy is trash if you're too many levels down. Like, the gun is too powerful for you to use. Like, the recoil is increased. I mean, sure, if you have to, but I feel like there's not that much difference in making a weapon. Like, at that point, you're losing the, the effect of you're locking it behind something. But it's like, it's not even good stuff. It'd be like, here's two greens at a level 12. And it's like, these are both worse than the, wep- worse than the weapon I currently have. Wow, am I going to yeah. wait for this? I did find that as well, that I would be hanging out for maybe one of the higher level guns I had, but the majority of them, I knew by the time I would hit that level, I would have found something better. Because yeah. it was never a purple that was a higher level. It was always just greens and whites. It's like, I don't trash. even look at whites anymore. Trash. If we cut that line out, um, because that's horrible. No, don't actually. That's hilarious. So keep it in. White guns and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. White guns and grenades are just. I don't even. I don't even register them in my view. I'm like, 
Oh, there's there's a green. There's actually five whites and a green there. No, okay. no just one green. Why would this I'm boss not... only drop one weapon? <laughs> That's so weird, isn't it? He's a badass skag, but he still only dropped one weapon. That's great. But <laughs> uh, it's I'm having fun though. It's really it's, fun. Yeah, yeah. That like all these are like beside the point of the fact that the the game is still holds the um the core of it, which is of the Borderlands experience, which is fun, kooky, loot loot filled experience. Like it's still excellent gunplay and just running around shooting things. Um, it's still you still have that. That's why I was thinking about the leveling because it's like I still feel that like oh yes I level it up. What can I put a point in? Like the leveling, the way they've set up the leveling is really good. Um, it's all it's still just still still the fun Borderlands experience. And I think the only reason that we can talk about these gripes, uh, the majority of which which are, are, are technical gripes as well, mm. um, but any that are sort of more gameplay related design gripes, I think the only reason we are complaining so much is because it is it is a beloved series for us. Like we've always yeah. played the Borderlands games together. Um, they're probably my favourite. Like sort of cop shooter series, I'd rather play this than Halo or Gears of War. Like this is where it's at. This is the best fun, and so I think it's just that we had waited a long time for it, and they made a few little changes to it that were not quite there on. But one of the things <clears throat> which I think we're a little bit divided on this time around, the writing. Okay, because like you said, it is. It's kind of wacky and goofy, and it's often very funny. That's the Borderlands. That's what we know the writing is like. That's what they're all about. This one seems cringy. And is it is it us? Now we're 25 and not teenagers anymore from when we played the first one? Yeah, we're all 25 and young and sprightly. I agree. Yes, my <laughs> well, hips and joints are still good. Uh, you're 27. <laughs> And I but. think as an old man, this is it, like some of it's still good. Like some of it's still like, yep, that's the Borderlands thing. They do that, you know, I'm doing a thing. And then they yell the, th- the thing they're doing. I, like it's um, it's almost like not obvious. I mean, it's like we know the, the their formula. It's their signature. It, yeah. But some of it's still. And, I, and uh, yeah, like you said, I don't know if it's because I'm older and more cynical, but it does feel like, oh, yeah. I remember that, that that's a funny one. Yep, that should be funny. Like I don't actually laugh and I'm like, that's the joke they're making. And then it's like, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, you're doing that thing. Like I once uh, cringy might not be the right word, but it doesn't hit it doesn't land quite as well. I don't know if it's if it's because we're older. Yeah. Is it we, us or them? Yeah. Well, is it Were we just like- at a younger time when Borderlands two was out and, yeah, yeah. and making those kinds of jokes? Is it on purpose? Is is the thing as well. Are they trying to be cringy? Because I hope they are with the freaking Calypso twins. If they took out the videos that the Calypso twins do, it would make the game so much better for me. Because those are videos that they, like, oh, we're the Calypso twins, we're streaming. <laughs> it's like, what? I'm not even like, yeah, I'm, not even, across tacky. I'm not even mad. I'm just like, why did you waste both your and my time? Like, why did. It's weird. Who in. 
Gearbox was paid to do this and why? <laughs> like, that's the level that it's at. It's not even like a, I hate it. It's like, but why did you do that? Why did you look at that and think that it was going to be funny? Maybe they lost Is writers. Because it... it's not, yeah. like, it's not, it's not terrible. It's just not good. And I think it's like it's one dimensional. Yeah. Like, I, I get what they're trying to do. The Calypso twins are parody of those streamers that you hate who are all about, you know, just getting the views by doing something dumb on Twitch. And and they're really, uh, they're just really grating and obnoxious. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we get it. But there's it's only that one level deep. It gets no, it's not clever after you after you realise that. It's just kind of that one note. Unless... And this is a big unless because I don't know. Because Borderlands 1, there was a twist, they, you got betrayed. Borderlands 2, there was a twist, you got betrayed. Borderlands pre-sequel, there was a twist, you got betrayed. I think the only way they can save this is Borderlands 3, there's a twist. Calypso twins are actually kind of on your side. Like, you're fighting for the same good. Like, that's the only... Because it's like, ah, it's so one-dimensional because they, they, they want you to hate them so that when it is a twist, it comes off good. That's the only thing I can think about. Uh, and Maybe. also, for a parody of the streamers that you love, that's what Killer Vault is for. God, I wish he would have my babies. <laughs> uh, but, but like, I, on a on an actual, like, gaming note, like, in, in the writing, I feel like they're not as present as previous villains. Like, uh, I haven't super been following the story because I've been shooting people. But I remember, I feel like I remember Handsome Jack as an example, being like, there, frick, all the quests were revolved, involved him. He would talk to you through the communicator and say, and, you know, make his excellent jokes um, and, and reference you. Um, I feel like the Calypso twins aren't doing that kind of stuff as often. No, They'd like, they do. They it's do like, here's lot. a bunch of stuff. Is it? Okay. Well, I haven't played enough of the story, but it's... it feels like they, um, they show up for the big plot points. And then they disappear until they need to be there again for the next big plot point. No, they—they. They, I'm sorry to break it to you. They're always. She's always. She is always talking some smack. She's like, "Hey, where are you going? Oh, you're gonna go like, she. We go. Lilith goes. Okay, we're gonna do this now. And then, uh, oh, where are you going? Here, because we already knew. Because we're better than you. And it's like, that that part is good. It's the videos because there are more videos. So the the big twist. There's a big. Plot point, not a twist, uh, where Lilith gets hurt. I'm just going to say for people um, who maybe are listening to this to see if they want to pick it up. Uh, there's more of that. None of them are good. Where the Calypso twins are good is um, is during the downtime when they're mocking you. Because that, that works. It's just someone mocking you. You're getting angry. But that's not funny. Like, it's mocking, which drives you, but it's not funny, kind of... I feel like Handsome Jack used to be funny. Butt Stallion, he's made out of diamonds. It's hilarious. Whereas these guys, they're not funny. And neither are the title cards. Remember when you'd see someone show up um, and they would have that, you know, that freeze frame? Like, they they still do 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 it. But the subtitles, they used to go, Ha! That's ha-ha! And now you're like, hmm, well, that certainly applies. Like, I, I can't remember off the <laughs> yeah. top of my head, but it's like, mouthpiece, 
his mouth has a piece. And you're like, you are correct. Like, uh, I- They're just like witticisms rather than like quality jokes. Yeah, like uh, kind of spoilers. T- like I got this one just now. Tina, she's not tiny anymore. Uh, yes, that is how the aging process does work. <laughs> <laughs> like it just wasn't funny. Where they are hitting their marks, though, are berating you, and also the general plot. Like if you're looking at the plot of like the of previous characters, it's doing pretty good, especially like the characters. So we've got five for six out of pre sequel between all the people who have showed up and are uh, who have passed away in like previous games as well. So I'm not really counting that. Like, I'm counting that as a win. Uh, four for four for Borderlands 1, uh, but three for six for Borderlands 2. I think we're, mi- yeah, we're missing a lot for Borderlands 2 in terms of characters. Um, but the plot that revolves around them, like playing alongside Zero or Maya, because Borderlands 2 is my favorite of the previous titles. Um, so it was really gratifying to play against them, and maybe it is cheating a little bit because I already cared about them, so I'm like, wow, this plot's really good because I care about the characters of the game. But that's, that's, I think the plot is very good, and it is holding, like, you got a good story, you got a good gunplay, you got a good game. Well, you bring up two as your favourite, and here's something I wanted to discuss, because I... And I think I mentioned it before. I've always thought of Borderlands 2 as the perfect sequel to a game. Yeah. As in it's it's the it's the it's the prime example of we took the first game which did pretty well and we kept everything that was excellent the same and everything that was okay we improved and Borderlands 2 was like the perfect sequel like they did everything right. And I so I'm going I'm going and that said I haven't played it in, in many years. Or the first one. But I was like, I wonder if Borderlands 3 will be the perfect, you know, sequel to that. Does that make it the perfect trilogy? Um, I haven't gotten far enough to make that call. And technical stuff aside, how do, how are you finding it at the moment? Because I'm feeling like it could be. It definitely, it hasn't immediately lost me. So that's a good start. Have they outdone yeah, Borderlands if Border- 2? Yeah, yeah. If okay. Borderlands 2 outdid one and it was like, this is everything I was would have hoped. Is three the same like is a three do the same thing? Take it to the next level. Something is currently in the way for me, and I don't know what it is. I'm getting more and more into it, and it's a shame that we have to move on to like another game because I want to keep playing it and I feel like I'm almost there. But as it currently stands i'm level 17 from my memory and it is of course hard to tell but from my memory it hasn't blown me away like borderlands 2 did i i'm not seeing enough of that building on top of they haven't they haven't removed things that i like how you said that the fantastic stuff stays that's all there but what more have you put in this time around? I don't know. Like we mentioned j- during the start of the podcast, you've taken away like the real ultimates and we now just instead have these kind of skills and that was like, that. that's a big part of, of the gameplay of Borderlands 2. 
and those were some amazing like skills. Mm. And so I'm I'm looking at this one and I'm going, what's aside from maybe I I like the vehicles probably the most in this one. This one has been the best in terms of vehicles. The story has been a little bit hard to get into at first, and I think that's because I reckon I needed to play the DLC for Borderlands 2 because, like, say you meet Vaughn, for example, and he just starts, like, talking to you like you should already kind of, like, know who he is. And that's the thing. He was in the Borderlands 2 DLC that they released in the lead-up to this Uh, game years, years later. So I never played that one. So the story has taken a while to get into, and so I don't know what it is. I'm nearly there, but I'm not there yet. And maybe there's more coming, like uh, maybe class mods. Uh, see, I th- like, but even saying that, that's a really cool thing. But it takes me then back to the skill tree that they've obviously the, the someone looked at it and went, "How do we make it better? Well, what if we make it more?" Um, more min-maxi, more real player freedom. I'm guessing there's lots of end game because I'm barely getting through the skill trees. Like maybe there, maybe this has more content than any other Borderlands, and maybe that's the great thing about it. That this is like the the most fully fleshed out you could play for months, you know, and just keep going. But at the moment, I'm not there yet. It's, I'm not sold yet. I have been told that the biggest thing about Borderlands 3 is uh, a raise in the difficulty mode called Mayhem Mode, high risk, high reward, stronger enemies, better loot kind of thing. Um, And I don't... And they're completed after you do the story, all right? Uh, They're... Well, brain broke because I'm reading. It is unlocked when you finish the story. So, and I've been told that's like the main gameplay loop. That's the end game is that you're playing on mayhem mode. And if that's the case, it kind of sucks that the way that we review games is in like two week windows where we are busy. We are the busy gamers. We play for the busy gamers as well. Like we have, you know, the busiest gamer of all time, Mr. Michael here, uh, (laughs) so. <laughs> and Adrian and I have more time, and it is telling from a busy gamer's point of view that, like, Adrian and I could only get so far, but if the main gameplay loop involves completing the story, when, like, it's not as likely that we're going to hit that in this podcast, which sucks. But what we've already experienced and what we've been telling you is that it is still a good game. Even the not main part of the gameplay loop, apparently, is still fan- like still good. There are technical difficulties. I'm just going to jump over. I'm just going to jump in and go that this is a fine time to grind. Like If you can play it, do play it. If you are mulling over Borderlands 3, get Borderlands 3. I'll have to agree with you there. It is, I think it's a fine time to grind, especially if you have played the previous ones or if you're coming to it new because it has been a while since the last ones. Definitely a fine time to grind. And I don't know if we actually did this at the start where we usually do, but I will say it is not a game for a busy gamer. That's my thoughts overall. 
I'd say find time and that it is because you can you can do like a side quest in a very short stint. Like if you if you plan it out, you can you can smash one out. I would. I I think we're all locking in on a fine time grind. If you can play it, do play it. It is great. Uh, I would suggest though. I would say. If you picked up the Handsome Jack collection on PS Plus or maybe you found it somewhere cheap, uh, play that. So if you've never played a Borderland, play that. Play Borderlands 2. And if you finish that and want more, probably play this ahead of the pre-sequel. Like you can skip over pre-sequel. That's okay. I won't tell anyone. <laughs> it be <laughs> but secret. I just don't... I don't currently see... This game was selling at EB Games here in Australia for ninety nine dollars. A lot mm. of games don't come out for ninety nine bucks anymore, but this was going for ninety nine dollars. And if you haven't played a Borderlands yet, don't don't pay for Borderlands three yet. Go get yourself Borderlands two. If you have played Borderlands two, then do pick this up. It is good. It is lots of fun. They will fix the technical issues because they're aware of it, and we're only one month. Away, it released one month ago as day of recording, so there's still a whole season pass to come out. I'm sure they'll get around to fixing all the technical gripes, and then it'll be fantastic, and we'll stop complaining, we'll stop whinging, and we'll love it, and we'll put it into our favorite games of all time. That could very well happen. <laughs> and there we go, our thoughts on Borderlands Three. As always, let us know your thoughts because. It's a, it's kind of a big game. You know, it's 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 the Half-Life 3 that never happened because it was a long time between 2 and 3, but it it did eventually happen. I honestly was I was kind of surprised. Like I was like eh, I, like if they ended it I can see them leaving it at 2 and like never touching it again. But of course they were going to bring it back. And they've done it enough justice to be worth a release. Uh, Half-Life 3, on the other hand, is still to be waited for. But in the meantime, we do have Half-Life 2, which we will be playing next. Thank you very much for listening. My name's been Adrian. I've been Matt. And I've been Michael. Yeah, I feel like the plot is really for those who have been playing. So I I think Michael is dead on. Play Borderlands 2 so that you can get attached to Zero and Maya. And then play Borderlands 3. uh, And then you can fight alongside them. And be like, wow, this plot's pretty good, guys. I still don't really know what's happening. Neither. Just <laughs> vault stuff. There's more, there's lots of vault.